All right, good morning, Seth. This is the Seaward Gods podcast. We are in the midst of wondering if we should be recording this morning. So we're actually not. Well, we are, of course, because it's coming out, but we're not because uh, we're... I have homework to do. Are you just going to release this? Of course, we just started recording, yeah. So this is Brian, of course, and Bridget's over there in bed. And uh, look, give me a funny look. So we will release something tonight. But, uh, you know, I was saying to Bridget that sometimes routine's nice. And, and if if you look forward to this Saturday morning podcast, we wanted to have some little nugget of in something in your pocket. It's like five seconds of something. You could release the other one. It's 43 seconds so far. No, the other one is very negative. We have, a, neg- we, have another, we have another one in the hopper. And, uh, so you're going to get two. Just erase this whole thing. No, no. I, I started, so I'll finish. That was Magnus Magnuson. What's Magnus Magnuson? Only Sandra will get that. There you go. Uh, so uh, here we are, Saturday morning, and um, this is my way of forcing Bridget out of bed. So again, this is so this. You really, you want me to come over there and do it? Or I could just do you're it. You're the one that said you didn't want to do it right now. Well, only because if I leave now, I'll get to the I'll get to the pearl at seven, and I can get a seat. Well, but what do you want to do? I'm putting customer first. And I'm okay, putting the customer over now. the non-paying customer, I might add. Not Jeez. that we want your money. All right, then let's do it now. Lock that door if you're going to be walking around like that. Um, so now, okay, we can review. I wanted to talk about um, uh, the week. Now, the week, uh, let's talk. I'm going to start first. Okay, go Is that okay? Yeah. Oh, wait. Welcome to the See Where It Goes podcast. Let me get my guitar. la, 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 la. Very good. There you go. That's our, our guitar and vocals. So, uh, good morning. Um, you went from night to day. You had this this look of disdain, like he's. And then, well, and then, you're so indecisive. Like you're no, I made a decision in one breath that you want to go to the pearl. Yes. And then, and that you don't want to do it now, but then you come over here and start doing it. So I'm very confused. Well, no, because I, I I I think um. There's at least maybe one or two folks out there who may look forward to a Saturday morning. See where it goes, podcast, and and we even if we do one later before we go out, and and it, would, it wouldn't be bad to do a right. little one now. So okay, uh, my I, my week in review was uh, uh, Saturday. Uh, I blew the leaves. Um, oh, I was blowing the leaves uh, from uh, pollen. Pollen. No, there was. Would you call it pollen? Is that that? Um, yeah, pollen. It comes off the live oak tree. Yeah, it comes off the live oak tree. Yeah, and. Um, and the, le- the dead leaves. But then I, what happened was I blew them over into Chris's yard. And then when I went over there to blow them back, one thing led to the other. And it was like half an hour later. And I just kept, I kept blowing their leaves. And uh, it, was, it was very satisfying because we have the whole mulch thing on our side. Mm-hmm. I had to lightly blow. Yeah. And, but they got rid of the mulch. So I could just dig right in and go to town. It was very therapeutic. And I thought to myself, well, I knew they wouldn't mind. But I thought to myself, I should probably be respectful. I'm on the property that say, hey, do you mind? And it's like, no, I'm just going to keep going because I'm having so much fun. Yeah. So it was very therapeutic, and um, it is therapeutic. It really is, isn't it? I like weeding <laughs> oh for my that gosh. same reason. Yeah, uh, and then a few weeks ago, I did the the um, what do you call that um, power washer? Mm-hmm. That's another fun one. Yeah, I, I haven't done that yet, but I could see where that would be. It's satisfying really, really too. satisfying, especially when it's really dirty. This time around, it wasn't as dirty. Last year it was really. I mean, Callum was doing it. Mm-hmm. It's like that Tom Sawyer thing. It's like you're doing it, and it's like uh, it's so fascinating that. Like, I was watching him do it, and it's like, I, you know what I'm talking about, the Tom Sawyer thing? 
Right, where he get well, he bribes people to paint the fence for him because well, he's acting like it's so much fun. Right. Yeah. Now we don't know if Tom Sawyer actually liked it or not. Right. But he made it look like it was so much fun. Right. And that, and then he would get his friends to give him presents. What's funny is you refer to him like he was a real person, not knowing his inner thoughts, which is the power right. of Mark Twain. Yeah, look, Mark Twain was a great writer. He was a great writer. Uh, okay, so that was Saturday, and then. Um, uh, Oh, this great show called Breeders on on Hulu. We really enjoy that. That's a better British couple with kids, yeah. and it talks about. Uh, we'll talk about that later. That's media stuff. We usually talk about that later. Yeah. Um, uh, this week at work was uh, just r- r- struggling through some my own internal leadership things, and I met with a friend yesterday from work. Just a great meeting. Really, really wise fella. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to tell him this, actually, but uh, it made me think about, he's one of those guys who's quiet mm-hmm. and humble, but when he speaks, there's such wisdom in it. And it made me think about, um, there's a thing, Henry Nouwen speaks of, uh, Henry Nouwen was a Catholic writer who died mm-hmm. in the 80s, and he was talking about how we're in, in, we're in a time of sharing. We're always, mm-hmm. We always want to share. As soon as we have a thought, we want to share. Yeah, and he's making reference to this before the internet, and he referred to an ancient, like fourth, fifth century desert father, who talked about that our, uh, we're, our soul is like a um, a uh, steam bath or what do you call it, sauna, mm-hmm. and we have inner thoughts that we commune with God with, and and uh-huh. uh, if we if the door of the sauna, it's okay to let the door open a bit and release some steam, but if the door is left wide open, then all the steam gets out. Uh-huh. And he was saying a person who's always sharing is like you're just always di- the steam is always dissipating. Huh. Whereas when I was listening to um, this friend yesterday, I was just thinking like, and he as soon as I had this thought, he mm-hmm. said it. He goes, my my challenge as a coach is to be a bit braver speaking, and it's like that's exactly it. Like you could afford yeah. to open your door a bit more because when you do, people listen because it's such great wisdom. So that was a great, uh, but he really was helpful to me on a lot of things. So is he saying like if you, so some people overshare. So what's the what's the downside of oversharing? If you're always letting your steam escape, I can see the I can see the positive side of not oversharing because yeah. you're like maybe you have something poignant or important to say when the time comes. Yeah. But I, what do you see as the downside of people who overshare? <laughs> bless you. Um, I don't. You know, I have to go back and read it, but. Okay. In the context of it. Um, Bless you. Bless you. Keeping the door closed, you're building up, you're, you're dwelling and chewing on thoughts for longer periods of time. Like It's like you're chewing the cud for a while. Right. So you're, so by the time you do share, it's probably it's well, more meaningful, well, developed. well thought out. Yeah. Now, well that, developed, that could be perhaps. me reading into what Nouwen was yeah. saying. He was probably adding more, more, uh, I was gonna say more of a spiritual, but I don't. Mm-hmm. That, that is quite spiritual, I think, to uh, to let the door open when when the time like time him. is right. He's great, isn't he? Yeah, is he the one that you had his memoir that about was, his life, or was that someone that else? Was Thomas Merton. Did Thomas you? Merton, I liked him too. Yeah, he's they're both big big friends of mine. They, I mean, they don't know it. Well, they're gone. But how was your week? Did you want? Did you get to share everything, or I do you have so, more yeah. to share? No, I got a. Yeah, it was because it was mainly work, which is great, which is fine. But yeah, um, there was some good moments at work. So uh, mm-hmm. 
I'm a coach, and if you're a coach, sometimes you feel like you're just ragging on people, and you're reminding them, and they don't listen, and then they eventually get it, and then it's all mm-hmm. worth it, or is it? I mean, I can take sometimes, like you can. Sometimes you don't see the fruit of your labor for like a year or two. Yeah. So you're repeating see, something. Take. I wish I had a coach because it's yeah. like you get to coach these people, and then some of them aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And it's like, do they not realize that they have someone in their corner who's like helping them and wanting them to be better at their job, but they just don't get it? Yeah, they don't, it could be our title because we're titled Agile Coach. So it's like, oh, Agile's a process. So if I have mm-hmm. a question on Agile, I'll so ask So they don't him. see you as like a coach for all of their job, just for like a, yeah. a certain like section of what they do. Right. I mean, it's uh, and part of it could be our branding. Where to me, if I'm a coach first, and, mm-hmm. the, and then I can help you with agile, but yeah, um, so it, it depends. I mean, as they get to know you and as you build connections, they can see that you're there to help them. Yeah, beyond agile, not all agile coaches can because now you know you're you're dipping into a different area of expertise. But I think mm-hmm. I think with my background in spiritual formation, not a deep background by any means, and the whole pastoring thing, although the spiritual formation was more. Um, Okay, I would. I would well, it's I would. interesting. Go ahead. Finish. No, no, I messed up the sentence. Well, it's interesting how when you were on the track of spiritual formation, and then you do agile, and you're an agile coach now. Yeah. And then hearing the things that you're learning to be a coach about human development and all these different things. Yeah. It's interesting that um, they're they have parallels. They do. And you seem to be equally interested in yeah. both. Yeah. So did you, when you were doing spiritual formation, did you feel, did you guys learn anything about human development? Did you um, talk about no. these different stages of people moving? Not, not, not so much. So spiritual formation, we would spend the first um, section of the program learning about ourselves and our own mm-hmm. spiritual development. Yeah. And then we would talk about, the pra- we would do practicum. So the first... Well, so it, the context it was taught in was interesting because it's taught in a, in a context of the evangelical context where you just need to be taught and preached to and that'll fix you. Now, I'm giving a, I'm, I'm, I could be creating a straw man there. But the idea of spiritual formation and the internal, focusing on the internal and prayer and solitude and something like that was mm-hmm. is not, a, it's a newer thing. In the, it's been in the Catholic Church and Eastern Orthodox for years, but it's a newer development. And looked at yeah. with suspicion because it's mystical, right? Yeah. Because you're, you're listening for the voice of God and stuff. Uh, but it was, I loved it. Like when I fell into that space in my 30s, I started loving mm-hmm. the monastery movement and stuff. But to answer your question... Um, no, we didn't do a lot of human development and stuff. Yeah. So that's what I like about this coaching program. It's getting more into human development. We did a bit mm-hmm. though in the counseling program. I just did three hours on human developing. Yeah. Development. And that was really good. And I like that. But they're both kind of the same because the spiritual formation is that that the answer's on the inside of the person and, and the, the spirit will give the person the answer or maybe you the answer. And you can say, I sense that God mm-hmm. might be saying this. I don't know if you'd ever say that because that's a very weighty thing to say to someone. I yeah. think God's saying this. Well, oh, well, you're the spiritual director. You must know. And that's always very risky, right? Yeah. What I like about the coaching, uh, I think the coaching is similar. But the coaching is uh, the answer's inside of you and I'm going to help you get it by just asking questions. Right. And you'll discover it. And seeing people discover it for themselves is amazing. Yeah, and I think what people, I don't, believe anymore that it's God that's talking to people. Yeah. I think that people are just 
trying to find, you know, logically think through something and then just make a decision, basically. Um, When I look at the past 15 years of my life, I would say 10, 10 to probably 10 to 13 years of my life, I guess. Yeah. I don't, things that I would pray about and want to know an answer, I never, ever, ever received any kind of answer. Yeah. And it was always like this groping of trying to figure out what to do. And I think they were always my decisions. And it, and even if I use the words, I think this is what God is telling me. I usually figured out that I was wrong, but I don't think I was ever wrong. It was there was no one giving me anything. It was just my decision and me making like what if yeah it's bad decisions. But mm. I think before that, you get... When you're like in these hyper Christian environments with music and worship and all this stuff, you're creating these emotions and feelings. So you think you're feeling God, but you're not really feeling God. You're feeling the keyboard playing, the band playing, the atmosphere that's created. And it, it gives people this sense that they're feeling what they call the Holy Spirit. And then you try to, I would try and recreate those moments like at home and my quiet time. And then you're like, you're trying to commune with God. And it's like, you're creating this feeling and you're thinking that it's God. At least this is all for me. I know other people disagree with me because they really do feel like they're hearing from God. But for me, I can look back and say that it was just all my own mind creating these experiences and they weren't real like they felt real at the time but now when i look at them they're not real so like your my development like i was trying to like develop spiritually and and stuff but really i think i would have done better just learning about myself as a human and learning about my brain and my and what goes on and learning and different things like that. I think that would have helped me more than trying to navigate in this, this spiritual way of like, what is God trying to teach me and discerning Hmm. these signs and scriptures. And you know what I mean? It's like, you're just like, I'm trying to think of a good analogy. You're really good at analogies, but like, like walking around with like a, a blindfold on and trying to find an answer. One comes to mind as soon as you said it was, uh, I was just listening to this podcast of, oh, no, um, you know what a diviner is? Have you heard that term? Oh yeah, those things that you hold. It's a, like a Geiger counter? It's a hazel, it's an old uh, art that to look for water. Oh and yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's a stick, a Y-shaped stick and you hold it on the ends of the Ys and a diviner would, had a special ability to hold that hazelnut and walk around it, and it would point down if there was mm-hmm. water. Yeah. So that's what comes to mind when you talk about trying to find God's will. It's like, okay, do I have the right hazel wood? Do I have this? And I'm trying to find yeah. his, his will. And, and um, on the music, are you open to the possibility that, that through the beauty of the music and the atmosphere, that somebody could be more open to hearing God than they would be in the hustle and bustle of their everyday life? No, because I think... Because I don't believe it's God anymore. I literally believe it's music. Because music is frequency. It's sound frequency. And the frequency can move through you. Like if I go put on 
different types of music right now. It doesn't have to be worship music. It can be like a beautiful piano sonata or I don't know, just a, it could be like a pop song that speaks to me. I'll have that same feeling that I had in the church or listening to worship music. Yeah. Like if soon as you hit like a chord on a keyboard, yeah. You know, that's when it creates that feeling. Like it yeah. creates it creates a feeling of introspection. Yeah. Okay, so I give you this. I'll give you this that I see that by creating that space, you allow your spirit or your soul or whatever your mind to open and to start reflecting. Yeah. So it gives you this time to reflect. Now, so whatever you hear and think in that moment, a lot of people and I used to do this too would ref- would contribute attribute those things to God. God was speaking to me, God was talking to me. But now I would say it's just giving you this space. Yeah. It creates this space where for some reason my humanity yeah loves that feeling. Yeah, yeah. And it brings me into a space of reflection. Just like if I'm looking at a piece of artwork, if I'm looking at a painting or if I'm sitting amidst wildflowers in a meadow mm. or whatever or I'm looking at waves coming in off of the ocean. Yeah. Where all of a sudden it is my humanity becomes in tune with nature and that same feeling is there where I can it brings thoughts into my mind. It brings clarity. Yeah. You know, like it's scientifically proven that like nature and music, like these things actually heal us, Mm. you know, and it's like, and then people, you know, attribute those things to God as well. But it's like, for me now, I don't need the language of God anymore. Right. Yeah. Like I don't need to say anymore that God is in that. Right. What would you, you, what word would you use? Uh, What? Would you say something else is in that, or would you no. or would the whole sentence be restructured? No. I think that Christianity and maybe other faith traditions—I'm not sure what they believe in—but has, uh, in some cases, demonized the human experience. And I, I would agree that certain sections of it have, yeah, yeah, in certain portions, and because they would call it the flesh. Right, the flesh, that the flesh is always bad. Yeah. And obviously we are flawed right. individuals. And some of and, us well, do horrible describe things. Describe what but, the flesh means. Well, I think, I feel like well, there's how was such... It descri- the, the quick thing oh, how I'm, was I'm, it described? The flesh is the... Well, yeah. What, well, what yeah, it, the what, flesh is just always bad. Like yeah. the flesh... No, I mean, describe, like, when if someone doesn't have a background on this, the flesh is what's on your on your bones. But that's right, not what right. it means. In the, it means in you're the, carnal. It means your your physical nature apart from God is right. It, that's your flesh. Your carnal flesh. And it's usually. Well, why don't you explain it since I, you I have an MDiv? Well, I was trying to be nice. The difference you, between the spirit and the flesh. I think it's an old Greek term, and it just means your physical body. But when Paul uses it in the New Testament, he means it as the rebellious side against God that's in our human nature, in our original sin. So usually the flesh now and then yeah. and then the spirit is opposed to the flesh and then it's a lot you know so 
So that's that, that's what leads to I think of a lot of people not trusting their body telling them stuff. Like right. when my body told me it was telling me stop, do this. I struggled with that. It's like well, that's the flesh. That's the that's the rebellious side of me. I need to stay the course. And really, right, but the, really and I shouldn't have. It was killing me. Right, but you're indoctrinating, not you, yeah. but this type of message is indoctrinating people to think that they can never trust their own decisions of any Correct. kind. Correct, yeah, yeah. And we don't always make bad decisions. So what, what I think, what happens then is you're not trusting your own decisions. So what you what do you do then? If you don't trust your own decisions in, in the context that you're talking about, mm-hmm. what do people do? Where did they go for the answers? Well, here's the judge saying you're leading the witness. I am, yeah. Because I have my (laughs) thoughts, but... (laughs) You're leading the witness. Um, Well, you go to your spiritual leaders, your spiritual authorities, because they they have more insight. And they say, listen to your heart, right? No. I know, I'm being sarcastic. Yeah, they don't say listen to your heart. They say, listen to me. Yeah. Uh, when this is in unhealthy churches, not all churches yeah, yeah, operate right. this way. But if you're at an unhealthy church, they would say, listen to me. I will tell you what you're supposed to do. But I can't listen to me, but I can listen to you. Why Why? Why does, why does he? It's usually he. Ooh, get, that's a good point. Yeah. How does he have the answer and I don't? Right. Well, I don't know. Maybe you're not lis- you weren't listening enough to God but during he, that time of your life. But how did he have the answer? How did the spiritual leader know. have the answer and I didn't? I don't know. Well, the answer is but, because usually he's trained in the Bible and he'll right. give you the answer. Okay, so for example, right now, in my personal life, yeah, uh, I talked about this last week in the podcast about the land, yeah, my our our heritage, our homestead, and my mother is going to be moving back onto the land, hopefully, yeah. Um, this guy is changing his mind once again, does not want to make the deal that he had put on the table Yeah, uh, where my mom was going to give him $20,000 to get off the land. But then my sister, two of my sisters, no, my sister and my niece, who are the same religion as my mother, they were, they had said over the past year and a half, that they were going to move back onto the land. Yeah. And my sister had said she was going to move back onto the land. And then my niece had said the same thing. And they were going to live with my mom. And then my niece was going to be my mom's care person for her end of life stuff. In exchange for being able to live in the house for free. And to, you know, spend out her days there, have a free home or whatever. But now they've changed their minds and my sister said, well, I can't do it because I just want to finish up paying my debts here and I can't work down there, which I get that. That makes sense. I get that. But at the same time, she also said, I've talked to my pastor about it. Yeah. And then my niece too. And we talked to our pastor. Yeah. It's like. What did he say? Well, they're like. The pastor's not saying, the pastor didn't say, well, no, you can't do this. Yeah. They did, Well, they didn't say that. I didn't ask them. I didn't okay. say like, oh, well, what did but, your but, but pastor say? I talked to our pastor and... But there's, it's almost like, well, we don't know how to make our own decisions. Yeah. We don't know how right, to listen right. to God. Yeah. Or ourselves. Yeah. So I'm going to have to go talk to my pastor. Now, there's nothing wrong with talking to wise people. I do this all the time. 
I ask you yeah. things. Yeah. I ask my friends things. Yeah. So nothing wrong with seeking extra opinions and wisdom and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. But to say like, oh, well, this person has some kind of, you know, magical connection. But I hear this language. I talk to my pastor. I talk to my pastor, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I just don't. I don't know if your pastor is always going to have your best interest in heart at heart. Well, they probably, I mean, they won't. Like I talk. And I'm not saying this is a good person. He's a very yeah, yeah, good yeah, pastor. Yeah, 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 he is. Yeah. He's a good, he's a good man. But so. I wouldn't want to be on that. I wouldn't want to be the guy given direction. Like, I don't know what he said, but I wouldn't want to be the guy saying, no, you shouldn't. Yes, you should. Yeah, because I think, I don't know, for me, and part of me, this is selfish on my part, is that I feel like, like, I was really excited for them to come. Yeah. And I think it would have just been a really cool thing. But um, it's not going to happen now. And I wonder if it would have happened if their pastor would have said to them, oh, why don't, this sounds like a, this sounds like an amazing thing. Why don't you go yeah. try it? What would you have said if they talked to you about it? Well, I'm, I like doing new things. No, if they said, should we move down, what would you have said? I would have said yes. Oh, so how are you different than the pastor? You have your self-interest to have them here. He has his self-interest, I don't know, possibly to keep well, them there. Well, I'm not connected with... But he's connected with a higher power. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, so he has his more power. His okay. opinion comes Got attached it. to the Bible oh, and to yeah. God, whereas yeah. my opinion is just my opinion. No, I, the only parallel I'm trying to make is that you have your agenda... He possibly has his agenda. The difference is he has a higher power. But in all of this, neither of you are saying, well, what do you guys think you should do? Right. Well, you haven't talked to him, but, but I'm just saying that when you go to people, they're going to have their agenda. Mm -hmm. So if but if their agenda is to help you discover the answer, you're on better ground. Okay, I have a but question. But if you don't believe you have the answer yeah. in you, well, then you're in trouble. Well, right. You can't know because we can always be deceived by our flesh. Right. And by our own thoughts. So we're incapable of making our own decisions. Which I think truly. causes a lot of mental stress. It's huge. I would stress so much. Like when I got that, almost got that job offer in Albuquerque to be the pastor. And I, I, I don't know if I would have or not. But I was internally not wanting to do it. And yeah. it, But I was like, God. And I was like, I'm, I felt this darkness and heaviness and it's like are you mad at me god am i being too much in the flesh because it's a it's a lot yeah. of older congregation and drawn to younger congregations and then uh oh I, you know, okay i'm not gonna do it and then i go to a younger congregation that's cool and then it's like oh i don't want to do that either it's like oh i'm a mess i mean i'm i'm so shot it's like you could drive yourself up the wall right you were in so much angst and grief and you know what if god Hat is real and had really wanted to tell you the answer, he could have just spoken it in your ear. Let and me said, argue that Ryan, he, Let me argue that he did. Let he me, didn't. You know what? That's the stupidest, shittiest argument you're going to say. This is what Christians said all the time, okay, and it like really yeah. pisses me off. Yeah. Can you? I just, you just weren't listening. No, no, no. You don't even, first what of all. What were you going to say? I hate that when people say, oh, well, you just weren't listening. The still small voice of God. You just have to be really, really quiet. Okay, okay. That is such bullshit. Okay, first of all, um, how are you ever going to carry people to your side with that kind of I'm not outburst? trying. I don't ever want to carry anyone I'm to my side. Well, Number one, no, I'm just saying, everyone should be wary yeah. of 
ever being carried to a side. Okay. Can you want to listen to my answer first before yes. you over it? Can I give you some advice? Okay. Next, try this as, as an experiment next time. Somebody says something that that it's like, oh, just just try and control yourself and not make any face. Well, tell me now how you got to that conclusion, Brian. And then I'll then let me. Uh, thank so you. what Great. is your what's your conclusion, Brian? Oh, thank you for asking, Bridget. Um. All along, in both cases, my internal body was saying, mm-hmm. I don't want to do this. Right. Is it possible that that God is just, is the deepest part of myself is God? And, and, the, and no, I mean, let me, you could, people can call it something else. They, well, anything's this, this possible. This internal part of me was saying, you know you don't want to do it. Don't do it. And quit stressing about it. Is it possible that God was saying that? Here's where I'm going with this. I think we 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 in the evangelical are like our goal is to get God into people. What if God's in everybody, and our goal is to extract them out of people? I don't mean an exorcism. I mean He's in there. The truth is in there of people. They know. They nearly know on the inside the truth, and they're just too afraid. And if we were to help them listen to the internal voice. And be able to see for themselves, and their eyes widen. Oh, no, it's oh, too confusing. Is, is it? For people? Yeah, I think it's too confusing because you're you're asking. It was for me. I'll just say it was for me. Yeah. Because you're asking then for a person to still find this other thing in them. My argument is it's not another thing. It's yeah, the deepest still part of themselves. you called it God, though. I did, but I would, you can call it whatever you want. You still called it well, God. Call, what would you call it, the deepest part of yourself? Yourself. Great. Why does it have to be like... What if there's... Why are we so awful as humans that we can never trust ourselves oh and not, i'm saying i did trust myself well, right but you were argue- taught not to trust yourself yeah because yeah, yeah, you yeah. would have trusted yourself yeah because you had been told that you're selfish yeah and that you can't do what brian wants to do right you were angsting over it yeah. and thinking you were a bad, selfish person yeah. for not wanting to be a pastor over a bunch of old people in Albuquerque. Yeah. That you didn't have... Nothing against old people. I'm now old. That you didn't have the guts to just say no because you didn't want to do it. Yeah. But you, no one was telling you the message, Brian. Yeah. You don't want to be there. Right. You don't like the way the church looks. You don't like where it's located. You don't want to be this type of pastor. And that's okay. Yeah. You can say no. You can trust your humanity and your desire. Let me bring a different spiritual angle in here. I was going to say, let me bring the business world in. And I'm just going to say, that, that that didn't make sense. It made sense to me. It doesn't make sense for anybody else. In the business world, we we say to people, ignore sunk costs. And pivot without mercy. Ignore what Ignore cost? sunk costs. Sunk. S-U-N-K. S-U-N-K. Sunk costs. And okay. pivot without mercy. Now, like, that's the term we use, and I'll explain mm-hmm. it. Sometimes a company will go so far down a road with an idea that they've spent so much money on it and so much time and so much blood, sweat, and, sweat and tears that they're almost there, but everything around them says the market doesn't care. You right. are wasting your time. Right. But they'll keep going because they've had so much momentum that they just want to finish Right. And what we're trying to say is you have to ignore the, what you, the costs you've sunk into this right. and be brave and just stop. Right. Because you're just going to continue to leak money. Yeah. And it's really hard for people to do. That's what was going on with me. I had come so far. I told the world, oh, I'm going to be a pastor. I'm going to be a blah, 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 blah. Right. And we had invested so much money. Yeah. We'd given so much. So for me to get this close that it was, and also 
maybe God's laying this before me and I'm now I'm scared now now that I'm now that I'm at now that I'm at the edge of it I I'm scared and I don't want to do it and all these Bible verses are coming in like oh you know what you're putting your shoulder to the to the plow and don't look back and then and all these you know there's all this world well, that created yeah, around because, me like who was it like one of the prophets in the Old Testament he had to like lay down and eat poop who was that that no, had to no, like no 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 what did he do? It was crazy. You're, you're close. He laid down by a fire that was that had poo in it. <laughs> I mean, this is such bullshit stories in the Bible. I mean, what crap is that? Poo. That that's the example. Uh, it's well, like where'd you come up with that? By the people, way, how'd you go there? Well, because you know, God in the Bible, it's like let God think of the shittiest thing that He wants you to do. That's what He wants you to do. Something really crappy that you're gonna hate, because those are the situations he put at that people story. in in the Bible. You should read that story. Is like what the, what's going on there? Yeah. You know, yeah. Look at Paul. Yeah, go get beaten and put in jail and persecuted, and that's the story that you're taught yeah. to be a Christian. I want you to suffer, 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 suffer. Because that's how you become a better person. Hey, um, when I, it was interesting. When I was um, in Albuquerque and I had visited there and I came back to, I was staying at a monastery. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went and talked to Father Aiden about it later. And um, he said, just trust your heart. And I was like, dude, I can't do that. Father Aiden, don't you know that the heart is deceitful above all things? I'm quoting Isaiah. Yeah. When he said it, it landed on me like, yes, that that's yeah. right. So, but but like a, a, a not, an evangelical will never say that. They never say right. trust your heart because the heart will. But he said it. He said you got to trust your heart. Like, so, so, it sound, so so my point there is. Yeah. Back to my old Catholic roots. Well, yeah, I wanted to ask you. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask you is yeah. that your Catholic roots would have taught you something different. It I, didn't come with yeah. all of that. Now. When you were in the Catholic tradition, did it, were you able, was decision making like this for you? Did you include the concept of God or what no, God no, no. wanted for you? No. So it might have been hard to make a decision, but it didn't come attached with like, does God want this or not want this? Actually, it wasn't all that hard looking. Like, I decided to go to America and just did it. And then, like, I didn't consult God or anyone or the priest. I just went. I just felt I should go. I trusted the inner whatever. So you were able to trust yourself. Yeah. And so in the Catholic tradition, you were not taught to distrust yourself. No. Okay. I mean, we weren't really taught. I mean, you know, the Bible, deep Bible knowledge isn't isn't the thing there, right? And you know what? I used to be so, when I was a deep evangelical. Yeah. I was so against people not knowing the Bible. Oh, me too, yeah. And then I think now, the more you know the Bible, the more effed up you become. Really? Yeah. Because I think it's just like a Maybe they were right to hold... Maybe the, maybe the church was right to, I do to hold it that. from us. Like, crap, the I do out. think that's maybe a possibility <laughs> no. that it's like... Well, but, but they still... They, for 1,500 years, the Catholic Church still... Uh, now, most people were literate, but they still believed that um, it was an, obviously an important book, right? But they, they they felt it was dangerous to release to the masses for what I would I would argue it we see evidence of. You have to see people freaking handling well, snakes. Well, they did dangerous. Well, hang on, let me, let me yeah. You have people in the south 
literally going, Jesus said, if you, you will be able to grab a snake or touch a snake and not be bitten. First of all, we don't even think that that paragraph's in the Bible. It, it leaked in in yeah. the 5th century through a scribe. So it probably wasn't even said. But second of all, even if it was said, for crying out loud, do you not understand metaphor? And yet you have people in certain churches whose pastor has no training, probably has access to the Bible, and they're reading it literally, and they're getting bitten and dying. I'm just saying like... I well, think it's very few people now, but more no, no, back it, but in the... I'm just, well, okay, there is cases though. A guy in Denver goes in with his hand sawn off to the emergency room. Because the Bible says if your right hand um causes, he really this really, yeah, this happened? really happened, yeah. Denver Post article from probably kidding? the 90s comes in there. He checked in the 90s. Yeah, he sawed his hand off because uh, he was probably severely mentally ill. Well, well, yeah, but but he had it, yeah, but he, he he saw it written there. He goes, if your right hand causes you to sin, yeah, cut it off and throw it away. Jesus had to be talking metaphorically. Here's why: because oh if you God. as a guy, if you're sinning with your right hand, you're just going to learn to do that sin with your left hand. That's yeah, all I'm saying. it's just like it's just like if I'm trying to lose weight and I have a cupboard filled with ding dongs yeah. and Twinkies, yeah, then maybe I should give them away, yeah, or throw them okay. in the trash so I remove the temptation. But yeah, not literally. Okay, another story, and then I'll stop. A guy turns up in emergency. This is true. Turns up in an emergency room with a screwdriver in his hand, missing his right eye. If your right eye causes you to no. sin, it's true. Yeah, it's no, an article. It, like, isn't. it is true. In our modern times, this happens. Because these are people who, they love oh God, my God, but they've been released into scripture land to interpret it for themselves, and that's what happens. So, um, well, look, I mean, every faith tradition. I'm just tradition, giving you ammunition. Listen, I'm, I'm, there's, I think. Uh, we should, I have we enough should, ammunition. I'm you just don't saying have we should call this more. Bible thumper versus Bible basher, but I'm not a Bible thumper anymore. Like, I don't read it, and I don't bash but people you, with it. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I am a Bible an... basher, yeah, so... but I don't want to do it. Yeah, I don't want to offend anybody. Like, yeah, my own personal yeah, yeah. opinion is that I don't like it at all, and that's putting it mildly. Oh, really, I'm... I didn't know that. Huh? You didn't I... know that? No. But um, I guess I can. I feel like I can see through it now. Like yeah. I see when people tried to tell me in the past that they didn't believe it, and I would use my what i thought were these amazing arguments of why someone should believe in the bible yeah. and i just thought oh my gosh these arguments make so much sense and there's so much history and i just bought all of it yeah and now when i read the bible or i don't read the bible but when i think of the stories i'm appalled by many of them yeah and well now hang on a sec here okay well, let's pick one though that's safe. Oh, here's an intro. Okay, sorry, I'm all over the place. None. Well, some some Bible stories are good in the New Testament, but there's so many. There's the weird are, ones. Okay, so that are just terrible. What about uh, the woman caught in adultery? Yeah. And they want to stone her to death. Yeah, they want to stone her to death, but that was taught From by old, God. But hang on a sec here. Don't talk by God, but, but okay, according to the that's according, awful. I get it, but according to the New Testament, God's standing there now and He's saying, Whoever is, among you that's bull, can I finish shit. my sentence? Whoever among you hasn't sinned, let him cast the first Who stone. Who gives a shit? Oh, too little, you have, you're too impossible to argue with. Late, too little, too okay, late. Can I finish my Can talk? you imagine all is the this people the in the Old what? Testament who were already stoned? I get it. Okay, can I get and to the point? it's supposed to be the same God in the New Testament. I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
Yeah. But I'm not the same. I used to like to stone women, <laughs> and now I don't want to fucking stone them. We used to stone, but stoning is out of fashion now. No more stoning, people. If you're a biblical scholar, we'd love your feedback and the answer. Because, I mean, you bring up a good point. It is a good point. We're just supposed to gloss over that. Yeah, stoning's out. But now it's okay, everybody. Stoning's so 80s. Now you can love Jesus because he doesn't stone people yeah. like Jehovah did. But isn't, it, isn't that... Okay, so just say... Um, okay, well, let me give you the theological answer that you know. No, go ahead for the audience. So the so the punish the, the punishment for if you do something worthy of death, the, the, that's how you kill people. It's the death penalty, right? Jesus is coming and saying, "I now will take the death penalty on behalf of humanity." So you you don't have to stone her, but they're going to crucify him instead. So she gets to go free, and he shows love and mercy to her. And now the stoning is going to happen to him eventually. Right. He'll, which, ta- he'll take the brunt. Which exposes another lie of Christianity. Sheesh. Okay. Christianity always, if you take an apologetics class and it yeah. compares itself to other religions, saying, no, oh, we're not like those other pagan religions that right. require child sacrifices or yeah. the sacrifice of a virgin. It's a lie. Not only is Christianity an animal sacrifice based religion because yeah. it stems out of Judaism which is heavily on the animal sacrifice. Yeah. But then it requires a human sacrifice. Right. Of a man well, hang on. who claimed to be God. Yeah. It required a human sacrifice. It was a God. It was a... He says he was fully man. Fully God. Fully God. So it's a God sacrifice of himself. No, and and it's a, a reflexive sacrifice. Human sacrifice. Yeah. Also think about this. Not yeah. only he has to be sacrificed because we are so terrible. Yeah. That's how awful we are. That someone literally had to be murdered. Oh, Because hang on. that's how bad humanity is. Again, you're taking what it from... What kind of message is that? You're taking it from a very Protestant, specifically I don't care. Theory. How right, do you spin a human sacrifice in a better no, way? No, you said because we're so crappy, he has to come and save us. Okay? Yeah. I had a priest once say to me, it's not that. It's that you're a gold coin that's been tarnished oh, over. Hang such now, crap. Finish my sentence. Why don't you? I don't see how we're, that just... If you're a, a gold coin, why can't we just be a gold coin? Yeah, you're a gold coin because... You, and, and you. Why does somebody have to die for a gold coin? Do, do you want to just argue with yourself in this Go podcast? Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, you're a gold coin that's tarnished, right? And, and, and Christ has come to remove the tarnish, like... You know Brasso? Do you have Brasso here? Mm-hmm. We look. What's I mean? Uh-huh, like we're not idiots. We have Brasso here. Okay, so you have Brasso, and you rub no, the gold coin. No, it wasn't that. Okay. I wasn't giving that look on that. Okay, so you was like, you know, the Irish no. aren't the only ones who have Brasso. We've got Brasso. We may not have whatever. Okay. No, okay. actually, I've had I've owned Brasso before. I just hadn't seen it in Chicago years ago. Okay. When we lived in the two flat on uh, Troy. Yeah. Oh, that's I right. don't remember why I had brass. Oh, had I think we had some stuff that we had to use brasso on. So you get the brasso on the co- Jesus yeah. is the brasso on the coin, but it was always a coin. That's very different than a lot of the. Do you like, understand I got like a story. I got that like- you're comparing the murder of a human with brasso? No, I'm not. You don't see that? Okay, it's a lot I of go, tarnish. Hey, honey, there's a lot of brasso needed. Let's go clean our candlesticks. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Let's go clean the candlesticks. Yeah. I'm gonna clean the candlesticks by killing our dog Maggie. 
I'm going to go murder Maggie and now our candlesticks will be clean instead of, oh, let me go get this stuff I can get out of a bottle. Do you okay. see the difference? One is like, oh, I'm just going to clean it up. Like, like, hello, humanity. I love you. Yeah. I created you. I think you're amazing. You're a little messed up sometimes. That's because your brain is going to get screwed up by your experiences on the planet yeah. Earth. Because your parents are going to abuse you. You're going to be witness to all this crap. So then you're going to take that crap and you're going to use that to abuse other people. So therefore, I'm going to give you this book and it's going to help you. That you be... won't be able to read until 1600. But wait a minute. Yeah. But I'm going to give you these guidelines. I, I, I just fed you that one. That Go are going to help you. Yeah. Okay. Because I love you. And I think you're really cool. But you're a little messed up. But we're going to do this together. Not, oh my God. I'm going to have to go down there and freaking die for you. I'm going to require, why does God require a blood sacrifice? What is the point of that? Okay, I got it. We call that in other societies, we would say it's barbaric. Why do we say it's okay? Okay. okay. Can I, you ready? I'm ready. Um, have you heard of the synoptic gospel of um, Joseph? Uh, maybe. God sends all these gold coins down to the earth, right? Is Millions this true? of them. Yes. No, he you're sent, making okay, this up. Well, if, if you didn't see, <laughs> God sends all these gold coins down. Billions of them. Yeah. Billions and billions of gold coins. They're beautiful. He yeah. looks at them. They they just radiate in the sun. But eventually, they start to tarnish and they start to start they start banging against each other. This is where the whole analogy breaks down. And he says, "I'm going to go down with all my brasso." Yeah. Because they're beautiful. And, and I, I love, it's not just about me. If they could see each other, that they're not all tarnished and they're beautiful coins, they might love each other more if they could tr see each other's uh, uh, inner beauty. And he right. comes down for a few years and he's, he's handing out the brasso. And then, but eventually right. they say, fuck you, we don't want your brasso anymore. And they kill him. And, but when they kill him, all his brasso leaks out all over the place. Not all over the place, maybe all over the place. And they're like, we don't want your damn brasso. Go back to... You're, go down, go back with your brasso. But some people are like, this brasso is pretty good. Is that how about that for analogy? I still don't think a blood sacrifice is necessary. It was a brasso sacrifice in my analogy, but I'm being silly. Right, but you're, but the parallel. But he chose to parallel. Be, he he said, it's, I'm, I think it's worth it. But okay, excuse me. Excuse me. He decided he was going to die. Look at all the shit. Yeah. That came from that. From what? Okay. Well, it's from so the brasso or the co from coins the, from from the story of Christ. Yeah. Okay. Or any religion. Look at any religion. When you take these sacred stories, these sacred myths that people think are true, they are willing to do anything to keep them intact and to rule over other people with yeah, them. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. And. God didn't see that? Right, right, I'm going right. to give you this book that's written in three different, three or four different languages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Written no, I'm not, I'm not doubting that. In this that. other part of the world, in this time beyond yourself. Yeah. And this is my plan. This is my story. And yeah, I, it just, it cannot be right. 
Because no, I get it. Well, here's... how if I? Why can't it be like? Why wasn't it a clear communication? We sent man to the moon. Okay. Yeah. We have a connection between ground and the moon. Yeah. Okay. They were able to communicate and talk most of the time. Yeah. Okay. That's why it was a possibility. That's why man, that's how man knew how to get to the moon and how man knew how to get back. Yeah. Because there was a signal, a clear signal of communication. Yeah. That does not exist between God and man. There is no such thing. And you have all these people across the globe and and into history. Yeah. And today, right now. Yeah. Who think they have a channel to God. Obviously, they don't. Because if they all did, they would be hearing the exact same thing. Just like all the astronauts on the moon heard the exact same thing from ground control. Yeah. We don't hear it. Right. No one's hearing a clear communication signal from a deity. They're hearing millions of different things. Can I play devil's advocate? I will. Some pe- I was reading this in, in this book here that there was two people in the meeting and they walked away with two different stories because one person focused on the first half of the sentence and the other person focused on the second half of the sentence and they completely have two different views of what the customer wanted. Okay. So you could hear the same sentence. We're talking about millions of different views though. I get it. Millions of different interpretations. Yeah, but one book. Yeah, but it's different. There Do you think the moon, the people on the moon were not being like... Don't get me wrong. I think oh, it's, it can be I can't very get confusing. back to Earth yeah. with this. The astronauts weren't in disagreement. Yeah. It was so clear. That's because there was three of them. That's why. It was so clear, Brian. Yeah. That not only did they know how to get there, they knew how to get back. And the people on Earth yeah. were able to communicate. Yeah. And it was clear and they accomplished their mission. Yeah. Our device of communication supposedly with God through the Bible, the Quran, the Torah, whatever these other books, the Book of Mormon, these are not clear. Yeah. You cannot get to the moon and back with these books. Right. You can't have a successful mission. Yeah. You're you're saying metaphorically because those books weren't. Right. Those books weren't supposed to get you to the moon and back. Right. They can't. Exactly. What I mean by getting to the yeah. moon and back, you can't live a life having clear communication with God. Yeah. There is no clear transmission. That's so, that clear. That's why you and I yeah. are having our own spiritual struggles. Because the transmission isn't clear. Are you having a spiritual struggle? No, I'm not spiritual anymore. Yeah? I'm be- having a human struggle. Do you, be- do you believe in God? I, I know. Kind of, maybe. I don't oh, know. Okay. Yeah. I don't think... I know there are people who are atheists. But I don't feel that I can be an atheist. Right. Are you too angry at God to be to not believe in him? I, I think that's a really bullshit, stupid argument. No, it's not. If you didn't believe in him, you wouldn't be mad at him. I'm mad at the system. How can I be mad at something oh, okay. that I don't even know if it exists or not? You're mad. At, you're mad at what? Do you, so I'm mad at the concept, the idea. Okay. 
I'm not sitting here, Brian, thinking there is a deity that I'm 100% sure exists, and right. I'm mad at that deity. You're, so you're mad at how how a system of beliefs has negative impacts on many people. Yeah, and on myself. Right, but it has. Now, do you believe it has positive impacts on a lot of people? It can. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But hey, I think I... it's too. I think it muddies. I think okay. I think there are some people who are extremely idealistic. Yeah. And ex- and maybe optimistic, and for them, they can have a beautiful view of God. Yeah. They can even read the Bible and still not be contaminated. Right. By it, they can somehow like Rob Bell. Yeah. He can somehow look at the Bible and still make it beautiful. Whereas for me, I just don't have that ability to deceive myself yeah. like that. Yeah. Where he can still live in like La La Land. And some people are just like that. They're just like, I'm in a fairy tale all day long. Can we? Uh, God is yeah. amazing. He's amazing. He loves me. He just is always there for me. He catches me when I fall. I am not like that. You know, for somebody who didn't want to... I wanna, don't live in the fairy tale like that. For someone who didn't even want to do this podcast and was giving me funny looks 40 minutes ago, you're just you're rolling. I think it's good, but I do want I call that... That's like the fairy tale religion. Did you even hear what I said? I did hear what did that. What did I say? What did I just say? And I'm sorry. I know that if that's offensive, what I said. Yeah. I just... And you... I know that... I think God is hope. She didn't hear what I said. I think God is hope. She didn't I ignored you. I'm sorry. What did you say? You don't even know what I said. You just got like What ran did you out. say? What did you say? I said for somebody who didn't want to do this podcast and was giving me dirty looks earlier, you're like rolling along there. And I do want to get down to the pearl though. I want to. Do, I have some homework to do. Oh, so now you want me to shut up? You no, got I, me to talk. I know, but it's like I'm getting now hungry want and I want to get. Quiet. There will be no seats down there. Right. Yeah, it gets crowded it on just, Saturday morning. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Brian, I will... Do have, well, do you want to wrap up your thought there? Basically, for some reason, for me, yeah. I cannot... I have not found the ability to live in that space. Yeah. Where I can still hang on to a concept of God or a deity or something. I also cannot embrace the opposite of that, of the people who talk about the universe this and the universe that. Yeah. I can't do that either. Um, I think I've always been a realist. Yeah. And so I very much live, oh my God, do I wish that there was a deity that's going to like help us out and rescue us at the end of the day? Of course. Yeah. That's the main reason why I left Christianity because he was not willing to do that. He's not willing to save all of Korea, all of China, all of India. According to your According interpretation. to the Bible. Right. You can't freaking read the Bible and not get that interpretation. These people are you doing can. mental gymnastics and somersaults all day long you to get around that. No, I don't think so. Uh, if, if he's the savior of the world, that's a great universalist argument. Right. At and, least everyone. And, and if he We're exists... He better be the savior yeah. of the world. Oh, there wasn't. Can I do? Did I cut you off? Were you, were you, would you have been rolling? Would you have okay, continued rolling? Okay, wait, no. Let me finish my thought. Yeah. This, this is actually what I was going to say, and then I got sidetracked. Is that I believe God is hope. Yeah. Okay, so I do believe in hope. 
I hope for people all the time. I hope for humanity. I hope that we are all going to be better. I hope that every person, if someone asks me to pray for them, yeah. I will pray for you. Yeah. And I will pray to God for you, even though I'm not 100% sure whether anyone's listening because there's way more proof that he doesn't listen than he does. And, but I believe that is just hope. Yeah. Living. Because people want to be carried yeah. emotionally. And I will carry you emotionally. And I will carry humanity emotionally in my hopes for our success, for our betterment. But I cannot with 100% conviction say that that is a God doing that. Yeah. Behind that listening, taking care of us. I do not think we are being taken care of. That's the end of my thought. Everybody have a great week. Oh, hang on. I'm going to finish up my Brasso analogy. Okay, finish it out. So according to the Synoptic Gospel of Joseph, uh, they kicked them out, but then these merchants came along and said, hey, we could sell this Brasso. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we could, we're going to have Brasso silos. And yeah. people line up to the silos and they'd give them a few drops and say, here you go. Uh, and when, that's what the church When can doing. I have more? Come back next week. That should do you for the week. There's some Brasso for the week. But you can only get the Brasso here on a Sunday morning at 10. Right. Little Brasso to do you for the week. And then uh, just a little shining there. You'll never get a full shining. But yeah, well, you got tons of Brasso in there. Oh, yeah, I know. But, uh, you know, uh, anyway. Is this the Catholic Church or the Evangelical Church or all of them put together? Uh, well, I'd say that many of their churches put together. and But not not all. I think many have. Well, I, I think Jesus was Brasso, for, Brasso all around everybody. Right, and, but and the then Catholic Church said, well, says you can only get... This your holiness through the communion yeah, right yeah, yeah so for them that is very i was pointing at them I'll, that I'll is admit, yeah. very um my my home church i was kind of digging realistic there. yeah yeah right whereas the evangelical church says you have brasso on demand constantly right you have a direct tube yeah you have a direct feeder into the yeah, brasso I'm somewhat right well, no, because you directly communicate. No, you do, but if but you have a big Catholic decision church, to make, you've got to go to someone else who has more not, brasso. Not always. No, but yeah, but I mean, you can't. In you, some you cases, can't just, you can't just say, "Well, I've got, I've got the brasso on tap, so therefore I'm going to make this decision." It's like, well, yeah, I don't. How do you, no, maybe not. You shouldn't. So, so you go around, you ask people and who have more brasso. Hey, right. what do you well, think? Because it I makes your do? decision making harder. Yeah. To make a decision. When God is involved. Because if you get it wrong, there are consequences. Yeah. You know, we went for 60 minutes. Well, very cool. Okay. Well, you guys have a great day. Brian, have fun at the Pearl. Thank you. Bye, everybody. I'm going to finish a painting. Yes, I'm leaving now. I got, I got, I bought a new scooter. Oh, good for you. You told me that. Why are you looking past me? Because I thought you had like a, no, you just have like a curly hair. Oh, your yeah. Beard. I like your hair like that when it's down. Thanks. It I works, hate it, wearing my hair my hair now. works better, though. So annoying. Uh, I meant to tell you. But. Well, thank you. I would wear it down if it just wasn't... It yeah. just... Ugh. I mean, it's fine back. I just There's things I forget to tell you through the week, and then it comes up No, here. I. you have told me plenty of times that you like my hair down the best. Yeah, okay. And that's why I try to wear it down on date nights. Oh, nice, yeah. Okay, well, that's or like when play. I go out, but yeah. honestly, I can't stand the way it feels. Okay, well, that's that's fine. But, um, you know, I do it for you, thank you so d- much. my darling. Very nice. Uh, there was one other thing, and 
I don't remember. Oh, I bought a scooter. So I came in here. I, I, I saw Vida and I was telling her I rent these scooters. I've spent mm-hmm. $440 renting scooters for the last three years. And I spent 360 on this one. So Okay. It's not a direct comparison because when you've walked downtown, you want a scooter back. Having a scooter at home isn't going to help you. Does it make sense? No. So like um, saying that, oh, I won't spend any money on a scooter because I own my own isn't quite accurate. Because you could be in a case where you've you took a bus downtown and you had too many drinks and you, you'll take a scooter home. In that case, you don't have your scooter you're with you. You're not supposed to take a scooter when I you're drunk that. either. Okay. All right. That bitey bite, I don't know. I'm not saying I would. Exactly. One might do that, not me. Well, Brian, it's okay. You don't have to justify buying a scooter. This well, is a apparently thing that I do you because last hard. night you walked in and you saw it and you said, well, it's such a consumer society always buying things. You know what it is? I walk into our pantry and I see all these empty cardboard boxes. Okay. And then I walk into the bedroom and I see a cardboard box. Yeah. And even though I feel as a family we don't consume that much. Yeah. It's just I feel like, oh my God, like when does buying, when do we stop buying things? You know, it never seems like there's an end to purchasing items. So that's really what I'm talking about, Brian. Hey, can you hit the stop button when you're finished? Okay, guys, what's the stop button? Is it the space bar? It's the circle. The circle. The black circle Okay. the triangle. Okay, I got to play us out on our little instrument here. Okay, you have been listening to the See Where It Goes podcast. We will see you next week. Adios. Okay, I don't what? see a circle, baby. Oh, then stop. The stop. You know what stop button looks like, right? I don't know. You have a stop button on your computer? Here, right there. Or it's a square. There.